Hello, this is Tushta Krishna Das, and you're listening to ISKCON Denver podcast, where you can hear all of our classes and kirtans. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and share with others. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Karuna bari 
unto you. Joy, joy, all glory is unto you. For you who dress yourself so as to make Lord Damodara love you more and more. O Queen of Lord Hari's pleasure grove, Vrindavan. O new moon arisen from the ocean of King Rishabhanu, O friend of Lalita. O you whose virtues delight Vishaka, O most merciful goddess. O you whose divine qualities are sung by Sanak and Sanatan Kumaras, O most, o most merciful Radha, please have mercy on me. So we shall. Oh. <laughs> Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari. Gopi Janabalapa Girivada Dari Gopi Janabalapa Hare Rama, 
जय प्रभु परा प्रभु परा प्रभु परा जय प्रभु नमस्ते सरस्वती देवे गौरवाणी पुछारिणी ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय रीडिंग फ्रॉम द श्री चैतन्य चरितमृता Adilila 4 text 131 Vibhurapi kalayan sudapi vridam Vibhurapi kalayan sudapi vridam Vibhurapi kalayan sudapi vridam Ah What is it Okay. Vibhurapi kala. It's a little longer than the other one. Well, I'll just work with this one. Okay. Guru rapi gara bacharya ya vihina. Guru rapi gara bacharya ya vihina. मुहुरुपचित वक्रिमापिशुद मुहुरुपचित वक्रिमापिशुद जयाति मुराद्विशिराधिकानुराग Jayati Muradvishi Radhika Nuraga Someone like to chant Thank you
breathe with you. Guru Rapi Garabacharya Vina. Guru Pachita Vakuna Pishuda. With meanings, vibhu, all pervading, api, although, kalayan, making, sada, always, abhivridhim, increase, guru, important, api, although, gauravacharya vihina, Without proud behavior, muhu, again and again, upajita, increased, vakrima, duplicity, api, although, shuddha, pure, jayati, all glories to, muradvishi, for Krishna, the enemy of the demon mura. Radhika of Srimati Radharani. Anuraga, the love. Translation purport by His Divine Grace, Srila Yasi Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. All glories to Radha's love for Krishna, the enemy of the demon Mura. Although it is all-pervading, it tends to increase at every moment. Although it is important, it is devoid of pride. And although it is pure, it is always beset with duplicity. Please repeat. All glories to Radha's love for Krishna. <coughs> the enemy of the demon Mura. Although it is all-pervading, it tends to increase at every moment. Although it is important, it is devoid of pride. And although it is pure, it is always beset with duplicity. <coughs> Purport, this is a verse from the Danakeli Kamudi II of Srila Rupa Goswami. So I'll just read a cluster of verses around it. Very short purport, as you see. Krishna is speaking. He's speaking about his lady love, Srimati Radharani. Today is her divine appearance, Srimati Radharani, Sri Radhastami, Ki Jai. <coughs> so he's musing about her, Krishna. And he's saying, Whatever pleasure I get from tasting my love for Srimati Radharani, she tastes ten million times more than me by her love. Just as I am the abode of all mutually contradictory characteristics, so Radha's love is always full of similar contradictions. Radha's love is all-pervading, leaving no room for expansion, but still, it is expanding constantly. 
There is certainly nothing greater than her love, but her love is devoid of pride. That is a sign of its greatness. Nothing is purer than her love, but its behavior is always perverse and crooked. All glory is to Radha's love for Krishna, the enemy of the demon Mura. Although it is all-pervading, it tends to increase at every moment. Although it is important, it is devoid of pride. And although it is pure, it is always beset with duplicity. Sri Radhika is the highest abode of that love, and I am its only object. I taste the bliss to which the object of love is entitled. But the pleasure of Radha, the abode of that love, is ten million times greater. My mind races to taste the pleasure experienced by the abode, but I cannot taste it by my best efforts. How may I taste it? And so on. So in at least two of the verses, we are seeing a specific word that's being used to describe the nature of love in the spiritual world. We've heard repeatedly that in the material world, the love we experience here is a perverted reflection of the love that exists in the spiritual world. And Srila Prabhupada says the closest thing to real love in the material world is that almost selfless love that the mother has for the child. Indeed, the love of this world is compared to, um, it's called lust, it's compared to the metal iron, whereas the love in the spiritual world it is compared to gold, gold and iron, love and lust. And one of the features of that pure selfless love, that golden love, is one is without pride. Whereas in the material world, one can be quite prideful. One can take pride in uh, the object of one's love. Oh, I've captured this person, and this person is mine. They're a big person in the world, you know, rich, powerful, or bodily beauty. We might be very proud of that, or proud of ourselves in a conceited way that this is my possession. I have worked to attain it by my power, so I deserve it. So there might be some pride involved. And there might be pride that exists also when one thinks that um, one has a certain image about oneself, that I can do this and I can achieve this. So one is more concerned the image of oneself being a lover than being actually a lover. One is more taken up with that posture. So there's egoism involved there. And one of the meanings of pride is ego, having an ego about it. But we see in the spiritual world, there is the absence of that materialistic ego. There is ego in the leela, in the pastime, but not the ego of the material world. So in today's text, we're seeing Krishna, or actually Srila Rupa Goswami, in this verse from Danakeli Kamuda, he is describing Radharani's love, that it is so expansive, it pervades everything. 
and yet it keeps expanding. So that's one description of her love. It tends to increase at every moment. Said, although it is important, it is devoid of pride. So he says that there, and previously he also mentions, there is certainly nothing greater than her love, but her love is devoid of pride. That is the sign of its greatness. So he says that in the previous verse, and then in today's verse, he said, the sign of the greatness of a love is devoid of pride. And then today he's saying, although it is important, the love, it is devoid of pride. Again, so we're seeing that that is essentially, intrinsically, one of the characteristics of pure love. It is devoid of pride. And um, certainly, someone who is the greatest lover of God should possess that kind of pride, um, that kind of lack of pride. We have pride in Krishna, but we ourselves are not materialistically uh, prideful. So we're seeing that this is essentially one of the features of pure love as opposed to lust. So this is a quality from that person, Srimati Radharani. She is in a way shrouded in mystery. We do not know completely everything about her. We cannot, indeed, we cannot encapsulate her. But it gives us an idea of who could possibly take that position of being the greatest lover of God. What does it take to be the greatest lover of God? God has a lover. Usually we see God as our father, our protector, he's omniscient, he's our savior, our benefactor, but we never really think he has a love life. We might even in the back of our minds think he's asexual or aromantic, you know. <laughs> he has a love life and to think about it, who could actually fulfill that position? What kind of qualities should such a person have? And we're seeing like this is one of the qualities here. The nature of her love is being described. She actually is fulfilling, she lives up to a really tall uh, challenge here to be the lover of God. He himself is Atmarama, he's self-satisfied, totally self-sufficient. Why on earth would he ever be attracted to anyone's love at all, since he's full in himself? But we're seeing here that he himself Srila Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, he says, even Krishna himself is surprised. He expresses surprise and amazement that he could be attracted to someone's love and be so very pulled in and magnetized by that love of Srimati Radharani that he seeks to exploit Krishna. He's musing and he wants to taste that love. And indeed, she uh, fulfills that position of being the love of God and attracting the Lord by the nature of her love. So you're seeing one of the qualities that Srimati Radharani has is that she is prideless. There are 25 principal qualities of Radharani that's enumerated by Srila Rupa Goswami. And we see that indeed she is not a proud person, although she is the greatest lover of God. 
So can anyone, we'll have some participation. Uh, any qualities of Srimati Radharani that you would like uh, to express at the moment? Yes? Someone? I can just repeat it. We don't have to pass the mic around. She's very respectful to her elders. She's very respectful to her elders. Yes, thank you. Sweetness personified. She is. She is contradictory. Okay. She can be contradictory with Krishna. Compassionate. Compassionate. Indeed, she is said to be the compassionate side of Krishna, the softer feminine, feminine side of the absolute. Thank you. Expert in the sixty-four arts. Yes, and I like that. Uh, Quality because we hear that Srimati Radharani, she's a she's the greatest devotee, um, devoted devotional service. She does devotional service. Well, what do we know about that service? What does she really do? Does she just sit down and primp and pre in herself for Krishna? No, she actually actively does a lot of different services, and um, the main service she does. It's very, very important. Um, she's an excellent cook. She was given a benediction, the way to God's heart is through his stomach too, not just man, you know? She was given a benediction by Durvasa Muni that whatever she cooked would be taste like ambrosial nectar. So when Mother Yashoda got wind of that, she uh, asked Radharani if she could come and cook for Krishna. So Radharani, she's not a glamour girl. She's that too. She's everything. She would went her way to Nandagram and she would cook the most uh, delicious preparations for Krishna. She would personally do that. And there would be Krishna with his line of friends and she would feed them prasad. And then, so she did that. She, she's doing that. And all those different arts that are described, the 64 arts, she is uh, accomplished in all those arts in the service of Krishna. So whatever art you read about in that list, those are different uh, types of devotional service that Srimati Radharani renders to Krishna. So any more qualities that we can think of? She's an expert cook, infinitely patient. Thanks, AJ. Yes? She's most chaste and very shy. She's very shy and most chaste. Yeah, so shy, we don't think of somebody, a proud person as being shy. She's shy, although she's, she's the best. She's the greatest. She's still shy. And shyness can be so compelling. It's such a compelling quality to be shy. She could be prideful and think, well, I'm the chosen one out of them all, out of the thousands and thousands of gopis. You know, like it is said, out of thousands and thousands of gopis, Krishna, there are some that are more predominant, like a thousand and eight, and out of those, a hundred and eight, and out of those eight, and out of those two, Chandravali and uh, Radharani, and out of those two, you have Radhika, she's a prominent, she could be proud of that, but she's shy and unassuming. 
So very captivating qualities. Anything else that can be said? She? She controls Krishna by her love. Yeah, she can manipulate him if she wants to in the spiritual way. She controls Krishna by her love, but yet she's not proud. Anything else? Expert? Debater, okay, yes, thank you. Yes, she can speak, she can talk, she can argue. Her eyes are always ro roaming, always moving. Yes. Uh, AJ says she always arranges opportunities for the gopis to meet Krishna. Wonderful. That's a nice one, AJ. Yes. She always arranges opportunities for the others to meet Krishna. So we can see she does not want to possess and smother Krishna for herself, but she's always in this sharing mood. And she includes, they all work as a team, and indeed she's very submissive to the love and instructions from her older sisters, her older girlfriends like Lolita. She's not rude or puffed up in any way, but she listens to them. They work as a team, and she makes arrangements sometimes, like privately, if one gopi, one girlfriend uh, reaches that stage where she can be a fit companion for Krishna. And Srila Prabhupada says that Radharani is always like that. Even us mere mortals in the material world, if um, you know, we're, we're, we're enacting in a very minor scale as very teeny tiny representatives of Krishna. We go out on a preaching expedition, book distribution, prasadam distribution, and we're coming in contact with the souls. In the heart of the devotee, we're always thinking, how can I be instrumental in a way that you know, I can provide a pathway for the soul to connect with Krishna, to connect with Srimati Radharani? So in a way, we are very, very infinitesimally tiny ambassadors of Srimati Radharani through our spiritual master, because that's what Radharani does. She always, she always recommends the devotees to Krishna. She's so very compassionate. So she's always sharing. Indeed, Radharani is called the mother, the mother of the universe. So everyone, everyone is her children. That reminds me of another service that Radharani does that's very, very important. Apart from the cooking and the 64 arts, etc., that Radharani, she's enjoying her loving pastimes with Krishna. And she knows that Krishna, in the back of his mind, he, he has some concern. Although the Lord is, has no worry or anxiety, he is by Kunta, void of anxiety, personified. He, he has this anxiety that's still there. If you're a parent, you can understand it. You shouldn't worry, you don't have to worry, but the worry is always there about the children. So it's a sort of kind of masochistic in a way in the material world. Um, preoccupation that we have worrying about the children. So all of Krishna's pleasure is not dampened by that preoccupation. He still engages in his leela. Still, he's worrying about those errant souls, those uh, rebellious prodigal children who have left. And 
He does not want them in any suffering. So Radharani is aware of that. In the midst of their pastimes, she knows about that. So therefore Radharani serves Krishna in that way also. How does she serve Krishna in that way? Can anyone say? What services Krishna do, uh, Radharani do to assuage the, uh, the worry, the anxiety of the Lord about the conditioned souls? What does she do? How does she serve in that way? Nidra? Thank you, yes, that's very nice, pertinent, that uh, she comes, Radha Krishna, they come in the form of Lord Chaitanya to give a very, very uh, workable process, very practical process for freeing oneself from the coils of material existence and rejoining one's family. So they come as Lord Chaitanya and she comes also as Gadadhar in those pastimes, a very, very simple process, very compassionate process. Lord Chaitanya, Radha and Krishna combined, they're giving this process. Chant Hare Krishna Mahamantra, follow Guru Sadhu Shastra. So they come and give the Sambandha, etc. You had a contribution? Can you give examples of some of those manjaris? Yes. Who's the one? This one? Prabhupada and which one? I missed the second one. Wow, <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> cool. Six Goswamis. Six Goswamis, right. Srila Rupa Goswami, yeah, the courtier. Rupa Madhuri sent a Srila Rupa Goswami to enlist us in the service of Srimati Radharani under his guidance, under her guidance. Nice, good. Sri Rupa Manjari Pada. Srila Rupa Goswami is a Sri Rupa Manjari. So she sends some Manjaris out, they're coming out to save the conditioned souls, like knights and shining armor. I was also thinking um, she expands herself in her, in her manifestation as Rama. Rama, she's a consort of Vishnu, right? In the Sri Brahma Samhita, uh, her manifestation as Rama, as a consort of Vishnu, the shadow of Rama is Mahamaya. So Mahamaya is an expansion, is it re expansion, reflection, expansion of Srimati Radharani. So Mahamaya, she comes she comes to set the souls in order. Maya, she does that. So she's coming from, so that in that way, 
Radharani and Krishna, they seem to be having a good old time, but they're very, very responsible. Very responsible. They're always keeping in mind the suffering souls and what to do, what to do, how to help them, how to, to bring them back to the fold, to the lotus feet of Krishna. So that's another important service that Srimati Radharani does, expanding himself in that way. Oh yes, yes, and these different exalted um, personalities come as you're saying, Ramananda Rai, Janava Ma. What did you say in the beginning? You mentioned Yoga Maya, Vrinda Devi. So yes, all of Shrimati Radharani's devotees. They, they, her associates, her personal associates, they come to help the fallen conditioned souls. Lord Chaitanya, he comes with a whole crew of them, like you're saying, the Panchatattva, Ramananda Roy, and other devotees. Yeah, so we're seeing that Radharani didn't just have like frolicking pastimes in the forest of Vrindavan, <clears throat> but great substantial service is being done She's serving Krishna in uh, diverse ways um, for, for his pleasure. And she can understand the mind of Krishna, so she knows exactly what to do and how to be. The Hladini Shakti, the nature of the Hladini Shakti, who is Radharani personified, the pleasure potency of Krishna, she knows how to be in such a way as to please Krishna. So her mentality, her whole psychology is, is very finely tuned and uh, tempered in such a way for the pleasure of Krishna. So that service again, so much so that she knows how to spice up things, not to have them boring, you know, just to titillate Krishna's senses. After all, he is um, pleasure-seeking by nature. One of the aspects of uh, seeking pleasure is you like variety, you like variegatedness. So she's expanding herself on all these different reflections of herself as the gopis for the added pleasure of Krishna. So we're seeing this is somebody who is devoid, completely de devoid of pride and she doesn't want to just lock in Krishna alone for herself, but she's willing to share and give of herself and, and thinking in the selfless way of the lover. We experience like a shade of that in the material world where we see sometimes even a materialistic uh, note that someone who gives, although it might be under the modes of material nature, still there's piety involved and in that giving one feels good, one feels uh, fulfilled inside to give of oneself and to, uh, to help others. So what speak of the spiritual world when, where everything is pure and untainted by the modes of material nature? You were dying to say something?
years. And very I mean, no Krishna, he's contradictory too, like Radharani, he can be transcendentally perverse. You know, in one way, um, he's easily pleased. Patram pushpam palam toyam yomi bhaktiya prayajati. Can offer me a leaf, a fruit, a flower, a little water, with a little bhakti, love and devotion. I will accept it. So he's easy in one sense. In another sense, he can be very difficult to surmount. He can be very difficult to please because his standards, what he has, you have to be, you can't come to me directly. You have to go through my intermediary, you know, so, and um, you, you have to be a certain way, you know, if we're mean and prideful <laughs> and we have all these negative materialistic qualities that are actually uh, praised in the material world, you know, like somebody's proud of themselves, I've accomplished so much, and everyone goes with that and they pump them up more and inflate their ego. But Krishna is not impressed with such things. Krishna is looking to see how purified we are becoming and behaving ourselves. And um, he will act accordingly. So we see Krishna's, his standards are very high. So no wonder we're seeing he has this deep attraction for Radharani because she is the epitome, she's the emblem of all these qualities in their purest, purest, pseudo-sattva form. So no wonder Krishna he is attracted to Radharani because of her being herself. Oh, they didn't? No. Oh, I was saying, um, Krishna, he can be... All living entities are worshipping Krishna, but Krishna is worshipping Radharani, and one might wonder how come? How come he's worshipping this person? We're seeing this person has to be really special, super excellent. Their qualities, and then I was talking about Radharani and her purity, her level of purity as opposed to that of the material world. And that's what attracts Krishna also. He's attracted by her beauty, her beauty in many different ways. Not just her uh, apparent beauty, not just those charms, but he's attracted to everything about her. her. Her very name, like he says, the name of Radharani, it drives him mad, Radha. And indeed her very name means, anyone knows the meaning of the name Radha? Worship. So Radha Krishna, worship Krishna. So her very name is indicative of service and worship. So Krishna, he's attracted to her name, he's attracted to her form, so very beautiful, everything just right in Srimati Radharani. He's attracted to her guna, all these qualities, and one of them is she's devoid of pride, although she has a lot to be proud about, you know. Sometimes we in our practitioner stage as devotees, we can become very proud foolishly of our service or some quality or ability we think we have, but we might hide it and, you know, uh, use the jargon to suit and pretend to be humble, right? Oh no, it's not me Prabhu, it's my Gurudev and so on. But inside, we have this festering pride that's there, but that doesn't exist 
in the spiritual world. So Krishna is attracted to her nam, to her rupa, to her guna, to her qualities, Srimati Radharani's qualities. He's attracted to her leela, her pastimes, because she's superb at that. She's a distributor of rasa, of mellows. So she concocts and creates all these wonderful pastimes, just selflessly giving, giving of herself. You know, she comes in the form, as you're saying, of Yoga Maya, of Vrinda Devi Radharani. Comes in those forms, like Vrinda Devi, Tulsi is an expansion of her. She's very expert of her, at arranging the whole scene of her rasa. She'll adjust the weather, the, the foliage, the insects, the butterflies, everything down to the last detail, the time, the wind that's blowing. Vrinda Devi, she'll do that. She works under Yoga Maya for Krishna's pleasure. To have the Rasa Leela, the ground has to be just soft enough for their feet. Everything very meticulously orchestrated and arranged by Vrinda Devi and Yoga Maya. And trying to catch the thread again here now. Um, anyone can pick up the thread and help me? But yeah, so Radharani, she does all that. She's the extricator and organizer of the rasa. And sometimes we see, although she is behind it, the Hladini Shakti, the pleasure potency, is behind um, the preparation and enjoyment of the rasa, sometimes um, she is left in sorrow. Krishna will leave her. There'll be separation. And we're seeing in the separation uh, how she's lamenting, like that famous exchange, if you can call it exchange, she has with the bumblebee. We see she's so mad in vipralamba bhava, in separation from Krishna, that she sees this dark, buzzing, furry bumblebee. And j just looking at the bee, it reminds her of Krishna. The gopis, like, wherever they look, they look at the trees, with their dark trunks, they embrace the tamal tree or the tree, or this is Krishna. And so she's talking to the bee and she's bad talking Krishna and criticizing him. Oh, he's so unkind and he's so ungrateful. And then the bee, it was just buzzing, buzzing, hither and thither. And then just flies away and she becomes mad, mad with anxiety. Oh, oh, um, It'll go and tell Krishna, the bee will go and tell Krishna all what I said about him and all these criticisms I leveled against him. Oh, Krishna will be so sorry to hear it. And then the bee comes back and she almost faints with relief. And this time she's very careful with what she has. So whatever she does, so very charming. So even though she's preparing the pastimes for Krishna's enjoyment, she get it backfires on her and she ends up being so-called sad. But here we see the mentality of Radharani being manifested that even if she's distressed, she says that the best of her, uh, the best of, no, Krishna's happiness is the best of her distress. She doesn't mind. So selfless is the love. 
And that is echoed by Lord Chaitanya. What verse is that? Can someone remember in the Shikshastakam? Radharani's selfless love, unconditional love for Krishna. Which verse is that in the Shikshastakam? Adarshanam Mahatam Karotuva. Translation. We're hearing uh, Radharani, she's, uh, these are, this is her mentality. This is how she feels. I know no one but Krishna is my Lord. And he shall remain so even if he handles me roughly by his embrace or makes me brokenhearted by not being present before me. He is always my worshipful Lord, birth after birth, unconditionally. So that gives us, um, it's quite instructive, that verse. It gives us uh, courage and it, it gives us guidance too. It gives us a reality check as well because we know in the material world it is rigged in such a way that it's a place of uh, temporality and misery, dukalayam ashashvatam that those things are there and we should not expect that since we are the chosen so-called devotees of Krishna that we will be exempt from, from adversity in life. So we remember this verse and take shelter of it. I think this is the verse, no not this one, it's Trinada Peace in China. We remember this verse and we think like, yes, we become inspired. We are we are, yes, it helps us when we remember Srimati Radharani's mood, that how it should be, that no matter what, if there's happiness, there's distress, uh, we're always faithful to Krishna, chaste to Krishna, and engaging in devotional service to Krishna. So I, I'll end here for now if there are any questions or comments. she exhibit jealous anger or mom? Yeah, we heard about the man the man. <laughs> the jealousy. You know, there's a married couple and um, they like drama. They like a lot of high drama sometimes, spice things up, make it more interesting, you know. So in their home, they live in an estate, and they put on plays. They have these plays with their family, and they really get into it, and they get into character, and they get into uh, so much characterization that they're not themselves. Sometimes even when the play is finished, it's like, hey, the play is finished. Get out, get out of your character. So anyway, within the play, you know, uh, the husband and wife, they act as boyfriend and girlfriend, like they're unmarried. And they act certain uh, roles, certain roles they play, 
and acting is quite convincing. So within the play, you might have the wife, she's acting as the jealous lover, and maybe even out of the play, out of the bounds of the play, that is taking place. So as was explained previously in um, Shami Prasad's class, you know, the, the, this is to chain the nectar to make it interesting, to make things more interesting, that anger. But then it was also explained that that man is not a man of this material world. It's like man in this material world. It's not that kind of man at all. It's different. It's, it's very difficult for us to, to uh, think of, conceive or assess this kind of man. Uh, mirage, you know, because we, we're not sure, we're reading about it intellectually or theoretically, we, under, we think we encompass it, but um, yeah, we just go by what Srila Prabhupada says about the man. The man is not in, indicative that she is pride, it may seem so at the moment, but it's not serious. It's said that the residents of Vrindavan they have so much love for Krishna, the tears are constantly flowing from their eyes. They have to pretend, they have to feign anger that they're angry with Krishna or reproaching him to kind of disguise the love sometimes. It just overwhelms them and overflows that love. So they're always like feigning anger or some different emotion. And that's exciting Krishna. They know exactly how to calibrate things to excite Krishna, to give pleasure, to give service to the Lord. So they'll even pretend to be angry. And maybe they are angry at the moment. I don't know. Do you? <laughs> you know? So, yeah. And the thing is, when they do express these emotions, we see what the outcome is, that they really do give pleasure to Krishna. Because, like he says, when Srimati Radharani might be rebuke, rebuking or reproachful, she and her gopi friends, it steals Krishna's mind away from the flowery words of the Vedas, etc., etc. So, yeah, it doesn't. We shouldn't take it seriously. That's what Prabhupada and the Acharyas say. It does not mean that she is in real life in the real world like that. Because indeed, how can she be jealous of her own self? It's not like us in the material world. We're so self-destructive. We're envious of our own selves. We're bent on self-destruction. It's not like that in the spiritual world. Indeed, all these different queens, goddesses of fortune, gopis, they are all coming from Radharani. Her foremost competitor, Chandravali, is an expansion of hers. So how can she have that man against her own self? So it's all rasa. It's all leela. It's not tattva. So um, maybe Maharaj, that 
Srimati Radharani is displaying this man not out of pride, but out of pridelessness because this is what pleases Krishna most. Uh, Mugdata, to be spellbound in emotion. Similarly, Mother Yashoda is chastising Krishna and trying to bind him. And this isn't because Mother Yashoda is uh, angry with Krishna, but it's because this is what's serving Krishna most, no? But at the same time, Mother Yashoda is angry with Krishna, and Krishna is also running and crying, scared, because of this mugdata he craves, this being spellbound by emotion. This is the highest service which only pure devotees can do for, for Krishna. So maybe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm asking here, that she is displaying this man as a selfless service to the Lord, not out of pride. Is this correct, Maharaj? We shouldn't say maybe or I think. <laughs> I'm, we should I'm speak asking. If we, we should speak if we know. If you don't know, you don't see. I'm asking, Maharaj. Thank you. I was just meditating. I was appreciating the qualities of Srimati Radharani, that she's always making arrangements for the devotees to come closer to Krishna. And I was remembering this morning, um, I'd heard it in a lecture, Prabhupada was saying, if, if you really want to offer Krishna a flower, he said, first you should hand it to Srimati Radharani. And then on the recommendation of Srimati Radharani, Krishna accepts us, Krishna accepts our offerings. And uh, so I was just appreciating that, that, that Krishna... Um, he fulfills multiple purposes with one, uh, how do I say it? With every action, he's, he's doing so many things, unlimited things practically. And uh, by just this relationship that he has with Srimati Radharani, he's also giving access to living entities uh, to the deepest type of love, what to speak of, of him coming as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to personally distribute this love that Srimati Radharani has. So just appreciating that. Thank you. Is there any comments on that? No. I already said it already. Yeah, the lady wields a lot of power. We see when we're on book distribution, sometimes you have a family, they come by and you're offering them uh, the literature. And a lot of times it depends on the decision the lady makes. If she says yes, jai, <laughs> they're taking the book. She shakes her head, you know, in a dissenting way. It's like, oh man, that's the same man. <laughs> Nothing doing. So you have to go through the lady. And we see Srimati Radharani, she's always making sure, she's always watching Krishna's back, always supportive that uh, whatever service she does to Krishna, it's, for Krishna, it's first class. I remember in the temple in Puerto Rico, um, we tried to be as strict as possible with our deity worship standards. And sometimes if the offering is like a little late, just like a minute or two, you hear all the pujaris muttering, Srimati Radharani will not accept. Srimati Radharani will not accept because it's late. You know, it's Srimati Radharani's kitchen. She is the absolute supreme cook. So she, she comes out with a tall order for us with her super excellently high standards. 
that everything has to be just right, just perfect for Krishna. So Krishna, um, Krishna has confidence on her, in her. You know, he may not have confidence in us if he's waiting on us to do service unconditionally uh, for him. Who knows what will happen after a while? But he's always sure that there's Radharani there. And Radharani, of course, he's self-sufficient. That is there. But his greatest devotee, the greatest lover of God, is thinking in all, all the minute details of how to please Krishna and please Krishna to his heart's delight. So I was just thinking of that. Anything else in the line of questions, comments, reflections? Thank you. I was just thinking how um, Prabhupada would um, present that um, Srimati Radharani is um, soft-hearted and very kind and, you know, we don't have to fast till midnight and things like that. <laughs> so uh, Prabhupada would always uh, present her in, in that way. You know, she's captivating Krishna and very powerful and all that, but so uh, very soft-hearted. And um, if you want to uh, come to Krishna and then or give a flower, Prabhupada would say, um, uh, offer this to Srimati Radharani and ask her, you know, to present it to Krishna. Go through her. Speaking of offering, you know, for Srimati Radharani's hands in her deity form, Arjavrigraha, we always put something in her hand for her to give to Krishna, whatever is in her hand, not a piece of cloth unless perhaps, yeah, I don't know, but, you know, Tulsi or Chamra. She, she always has some tool or some sort of paraphernalia for worshipping Krishna. Indeed, her very essence is worship of Krishna. I was just uh, remembering again, and I might have said it before, that the very, very first time I went to Vrindavan, which was like a long time after I joined the Hare Krishna movement, and whatever I had heard about Srimati Radharani, when I went there, somehow by her grace, I was acutely aware, as far as my senses could go, of her presence. I was thinking the very air is... Her breath is the very air of Vrindavan. And I was so afraid that I would have unfavorable thoughts in any way that um, would be displeasing to Srimati Radharani. So I was always trying to be very careful and walk the straight and narrow path. And then when you look at the trees and you see Jai Sri Radhe written, and you see everyone, they're just completely... Uh, to one degree or the other, so conscious of Srimati Radharani's presence in that special place. Um, you know, how they greet you. They're, they're Radha-oriented, not so much Krishna. They're going through Radharani. So everyone is saying, Radhe, Radhe. Even um, someone in the most 
apparently menial job from high to low, low to high. It's Radhi, Radhi, everyone. And uh, that helped to encourage me to be more conscious of Radha Krishna. But it was kind of scary too because you're always afraid, like, I don't want to commit offense. I don't want to commit offense. And then we went to the samadhi of Srila um, Sanatan Goswami, and I was trying to be quite prayerful, quite reverential, you know, keeping that presence of Radharani in my mind. And then this priest comes out and he's chastising me. You're a pradi. You're a pradi. You touch your feet and then you touch the bead bag. <laughs> I think, I don't know if I was taking on my shoes or whatever it was. We do know we have to purify and wash the hands after, especially if you have Pujari Brahminical training. And it's like, throughout that experience, anyway, I shouldn't, yeah. But I had quite a purifying experience, I, I must say, from beginning to end. I saw some pictures after and I looked at my image and it's like, wow, you actually survived it. But yeah, <laughs> Srimati Radharani's mercy. But that awareness of her presence, I wish it could be sustained. So anyway, yeah, today is Radhastami, and uh, we're meditating very deeply on Srimati Radharani and her wonderful name, form, qualities, pastimes at Krishna, and begging for her mercy. And on these special days, it's said they're even more merciful. They even, they even give more mercy to us. So we grab the opportunity and take advantage of that. I guess we can end here. Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita Ki Jai. Sri Radhastami Ki Jai. Sri Prabhupada Ki Jai. The Tiger Premanandi. Hari Hari Bo.